Welcome to Spraymakers, the podcast where Rossi and Trent dive deep into the world of water skiing. This week, the guys talk about what it takes to break through to the next level of your skiing. So many skiers have their hips back and arms bent, but what's causing that issue? Let's find out. It's universal and it's the most, it's the number one thing. Like if someone comes to me, um, and this is it's actually funny because I mean, I get it all the time. They're like, all right, you know, Trent, nice to meet you. Da, 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 da. I, look, I know what you're going to tell me. Um, my butt's back and my arms are bent. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wait, hold on. I'm like, like, well, like, and then, you know, then like, let's explore this. Like, Listen, every person I've ever skied with, every one of my ski partners, every coach I've ever gone to, tell me that my butt's back and my arms are bent. <laughs> it's like, and it's like, you know, they're, they're defeated before they even start. But I mean, you probably... I mean, you similar sentiment. You you hear that a lot. Oh, I mean, it is. It's it's kind of the nonstop. It's kind of the nonstop narrative, right? Like, yeah. When you look at when you look at people skiing, most of the time we talk about it. I mean, what was our first episode about? It's about stance. It's about structure. Yeah. It's about yeah. it's about using using the boat, not fighting the boat. And yeah. I think that I think that a lot of people, you know, when you when when most of us started skiing you're just trying to get through the course, you know, you're just trying to, or, or, you know, I mean, if you're not a course skier, well, then you're just trying to get through the wakes, right. Or you're just trying to. So, you know, I think, I think we, we, we put some of these things, like we figured a way through before we established our technique and that ends up being your base. And if that, at that time, most people found a way to get through the course with their arms bent and hips back. And, um, and then, and then try to f- piece together everything else to make the course work. Um, but, but ultimately, you know, when you reach a certain level, you've got to be able to let go of that, or it's going to be the thing that holds you back the most. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I th- I, it's so common that, um, you know, it's our desire to just get back to where we were. This goes back to the conversations that you and I have had uh, with our listeners, you know, and, and, and everybody wants to be back to where they were. And ultimately that's not my goal. And I know that's not your goal. You know, I want to end up in a better place. So how do we, how do we address this? How does somebody who this is their, you know, this is, this is their common theme. How do we, how do we start to address this and how do we start to uh, see progress in this realm? Yeah. And and, and you said it perfectly. You you know, they, you you figured out, you figured out a way, you you know, and and I think that's what people are missing. And that's why this is so frustrating for people um, is because it's, it's reactionary. It's not, no one, nobody would, would ski with their arms, with their arms tucked into their sides um, unless they were, you know, forced to do so to, to, to counterbalance some sort of misalignment or misstructure. And in the same way, you know, no one would, no one would, would sit their hips back, <clears throat> especially when their buddies have been telling them for 15 years that their hips need to be up. So I, I think like where people get stuck and the biggest misconception is this isn't, this, this isn't born from, um, someone's misinterpretation of the ideal body position this this is reactionary it's they're compensating for something else like you know we talked about you know when when we were talking about body position we you know you know we like to use the word structure instead of simply stack because you know it's not just about you know driving your hips forward and having your body 
in this perfect straight line, or it, it doesn't only talk about that. You know, when we're talking about structure and balance, we're talking about the majority of your body being behind the rope. So let, let's start with, um, and and you rip on this one because, you know, I know, um, you know, relaxed arms is really important to you. So, well, it's important to everyone, but I, you know, it's something you you do a good job with um, when you're coaching. So if you have that guy, or or, or if you are that guy who has trouble relaxing their arms, like why? Like what, what forces someone to keep their elbows pinned in? And, and well, how I, do you fix it? You know, besides just the obvious relaxing your arms, cause that's not always going to work. Right. Right. I think, I think, um, you know, you and I were talking off, off air about this before we started. And, you know, I think I'd actually like you to answer the, the first part of this question is why is this happening? Um, because, because you had such a good, a good way of explaining it. And I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily think of it that way, but it is so true. And it has to do with the boat and your relationship with it. So why don't you talk about that for a quick sec? And then I'll talk about maybe, you know, ways that I like to address that. Yeah. And and this, you know, butt back and arms bent are going to be kind of related, you know, they're intertwined. But we'll just start with, with, you know, arms in. So, you know, I can just think of a few people I've worked with in the past where, their arms are tucked in at their sides, but their body position is thus that if they were to simply relax their arms, the handle would get separated away from their body and they would crash over the front of their ski every single weight crossing. You know, so for some people, simply just simply relaxing your arms, that's not going to be enough, right? So, you know, how does, you know, how does someone, you you know, like there's, I've seen pictures of Rossi where, his arms are are completely relaxed, but they are so close to his body that that the the the, the back of his left hand is literally, um, you know, on top of his right thigh when he's when he's doing that that offside weight crossing, you know. So, being able to relax your arms, straighten your arms, that that it's going to be dependent upon, you know, we're going to go back to structure again. So like, that's how I say these two things are intertwined for you to be able to relax your arms. You're going to have to stand up first. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so before, you know, and again, it's just like, you know, it, it, just relax your arms and everything's going to be right. That That's not, that's not going to cut it. So step one, before you can relax your arms, you're going to have to be able to, to, to stand up to begin with. And again, this needs to happen you know, well before the course, well before the pre-gates. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what, what is that relaxed arms ideal? What's, what's, you know, what's next step for you or, or how do you, how do you help someone find that? Well, I mean, for me, if you're, you're bending your arms, you're bending your arms because you're not in a place you're not in a, a structural place to be able to, to balance. So you're out of balance. And then what ends up happening is you bend your arms to create a safety net because you're already, you're not, you're not balanced. And so you're using your arms to, to kind of counterbalance a safety measure so that you know that you're in a less vulnerable situation than you were when you had your arms out and you had the handle away from you. So I, I mean, my first two rules of water skiing are arm straight, arm straight. My third one is have fun. So like, if you're, if you're not able to, if you're not able to straighten your arms, then you have, then you're not, you're not actually standing in a balanced way on your ski. I relate this to when 
people watch me snow ski, I'm not, uh, I'm not the most technical snow skier out there, but the comment that I get most times when, when people watch me ski is a uh, snow ski is, and, and I, I would say it's probably the same for water skiing, but is that I'm always trying to find the flow or find the, find the balance point or find the unison between myself and the boat. Um, and when you don't have those, so, so yeah, so, and, and in snow skiing, it's the same thing. It's like, they look at me ski and they go, you know, I don't know exactly how to say it, but it just seems like it's so easy for you. Like you're, you're just, you're just moving economy emotion, whatever that is, you're just able to kind of move with it. And I think the same, the same concept has to be applied to when you're water skiing. This is not a fight against the boat. The boat is your only way to propel you without the boat. You're sitting in the water, wishing you were skiing. So, you know, the old school, you know, the way that you and I grew up was, this is a, this is a battle between you and you you and the boat, and we're going to do everything we can do to be so strong and uh powerful and when you watch a let's say you watch myself or you watch trent ski the the biggest comment we always get is you guys are so powerful behind the boat and you know my my i looked at this when i was when i was young in my career and 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 uh trying to maybe get out of the box that i had grown up in and I was looking at guys that were on the pro tour and almost every guy when I was coming up, so I'm talking late nineties, early two thousands when I was really, you know, exploding on the scene, but I had been, I had been obviously watching skiing for 10 years prior to that, uh, watching pros and stuff. And those guys were big, they were muscly, mm-hmm. they were, it, I mean, the way I would, uh, think of it would be, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, style body lifting to be, (laughs) to be strong enough to battle this boat. And I looked at myself and I'm, I'm kind of, I've always been kind of a scrawny skinny guy. And no matter how much I worked out, I never got bigger. I just got stronger. And then I'm looking around at these guys, uh, on the dock and they're all just these bohemically strong guys. (laughs) And so, you know, my thought was, do I want to put uh, years and years and years into me getting stronger to be able to be like these guys, or can I find a, a more efficient slash, uh, easier way to do the same thing that those guys were doing. And, uh, early in my career, I did, I did no, no working out. And so anyway, the point being, uh, I used, I used sports to, to tune me in and, and to get me strong. I think yeah. we're, we've seen that, that evolution happen now. Now, now the average skier is not that Arnold Schwarzenegger, huge shoulders, huge back overdeveloped, you know, it's, it's, it's gone away from that and it's gone more to this structure thing. So, you know, while that was a staple. It is no longer a staple. I mean, there's guys right now that are running insane buoys that do nothing. There's guys that are even eating McDonald's every day, you know, and they're like, I just ski, you know? And so, so, you know, um, I think going back, I mean, there's just a long winded story there, but I mean, I think going back to how do we get this, how do we get more efficient? I know that we got to where we got to because of some of these, let's just say less developed techniques, but now it's time to address those techniques. So yeah, that's why when, when the student that you were talking about or the skier you were talking about earlier, like when that person shows up and their go-to is bend the arms, the moment the arms bend, 
the boat gets so much more leverage on you because your arms aren't bending below, you know, your, your center of mass. Like I like to just think about it, my, my belly button. Right. So, yeah. so if I have my handle at all above that belly button mm-hmm. position, now all of a sudden I'm in a tug of war that, that I'm going against a 350, a 400. I mean, the boat that I have right now is 409 horsepower. So how the heck can I think about being stronger than that on the water? Like there's no way for me to do that. So now I have to start to think about how can I, what, what can I do with my body to be able to counteract this, this uh, power from the boat and utilize it versus fight it. And so for me, like, yes, my arms, if your arms aren't straight, you can't find balance. You're always out of balance. And then what you're doing is you're developing a, a very sophisticated, uh, uh, I don't know, like a, a, a sequence of events that have to happen for you to be able to, to accomplish your goals. But in so doing, you're also having to use so much muscle and you have so much less power versus the boat. So, well, I mean, I think ultimately we need to get that, the, the load of the boat coming from below our belly button. And that's exactly the, it. Yep. And the more you bend those arms, the more you're putting that, that load in the upper body and you're isolating, you're basically like disconnecting your entire lower body. Well, your lower body is your trunk, right? It's the trunk of your tree. So we want to, we want to have as much going to our strongest muscles, our quads, you know, are our biggest muscles, I think in our body. I'm not a doctor, but I'm, I'm going to guess that that's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's kind of the thing. So we need to we need to take a better approach to to this and then we also going back to our previous episodes have to be willing to step back from what we've done and yes. try not try not it's i don't like to say try not I, I like to say try but you know our goal is to not go to that that muscle place and go to a more structurally aligned yeah. position and 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 that's stack or whatever you want to call it but uh yeah. So long winded. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if I answered your question, but no, I think I, 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 no, I, like, <laughs> I, I open other ones. I like stories. <laughs> I like stories, but, but no, that that's exactly it. You, you know? Um, okay. So you're talking about like handle high versus handle low and that's a result of arms bent or, or not. And, and that's, that's exactly it. I, I, like, I like to think of it as I call it your anchor point. So, you know, that, that direct line down the line of the rope, where that line, if it was a laser pointer, where that intersects your body, that's your anchor point. And you need that anchor point as low as possible. And it's not even about raising the handle up versus pushing the handle down, because neither one of those is what's happening, right? Like the, the height of the handle is the height of the handle. I mean, it is what it is. You can't really manipulate that, um, certainly not while you're under load. So <clears throat> if you're going to have the handle low in relation to your, to, your, to your torso, all that really means is you're standing up taller. Um, so if you need to relax your arms, you're going to, and I don't, I don't want to say take a step back, but you're gonna to have to take a moment to, to just rethink about where you're finding that balance point. So just start from the very beginning, you know, especially now this time of year, you know, if you, if your buddies in the boat are always having to remind you about your arms, then, then go, go one step above what they're telling you. It's not just your arms, right? Like you've got the biggest biceps in the boat because you're, you, you know, you perhaps routinely or all too often find yourself in a position where you have to brace with your upper body to find some sort of balance. So just take a step back, slow the boat down. Um, you know, don't worry about running passes, but let's see if you can 
can relax your arms by one, you know, bringing your chest up, standing nice and tall, your chest up between your arms, you know, more of that classic proud position that we were, ta- you know, we were taught as kids. And two, try and carry equal pressure through both arms. You know, mm. a lot, often people end up having to bend their arms because they rotate their upper body too far across the course or across the lake. Um, and they're carrying all the load in one arm. So then that, that inside arm gets tucked in trying to, again, trying to create pressure on it to find balance. Go, you know, go chest up between your arms, proud stance. Um, let your chest face a little bit more towards the pylon so you have equal arm pressure. And and it's not, <clears throat> it, it's something that you, you like, I've, you know, again, we're all, we're all trying to raise our, 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 our ceiling of potential. So eventually you're going to have to figure this out. And and wouldn't it be nice to to sort of quieten that that constant, you know that 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 constant uh, reminder from the boat, man, relax your arm, relax your arm, relax your arms. Go again, go one step higher, and 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 figure out why are my arms bent, you know? Get take a get someone to video and, t- and then just take a still frame when you hit that first whitewash, you know, and you're 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 never gonna see someone with this perfect. Um, mechanical structure or perfect stack with their arms in. That's never, ever, ever going to be the case. You um, know, I, I wanted to just jump in there real quick. Cause I think, yeah. uh, one of the things that you're, you're dropping all of these, these, uh, all I can think about while you're dropping all of these stance and be balanced and have your chest up, let's go to a, the 30,000 foot view of that. And, yeah. and, and the way that I look at that is that there's two choices that you have. One choice is the tug of war versus the boat. The other is to use the boat to get to where you need to be. And yeah. I think the people that you see that are bending their arms are are consciously trying to they're consciously trying to pull the boat backwards so that they can hopefully create more space into that next buoy. That concept is is um, faulty. So, you know, you cannot pull these boats backwards anymore. We have, um, you know, we're using zero off as our main, as our main, uh, cruise control in, in the cruise control world. But I mean, ultimately, even if you're free skiing and you have a big, strong boat and a driver who's going to give you gas when you try to slow the boat down, the more that you try to add, you know, and fight the boat, the more that you are going to, you're going to, the boat's going to add gas to you. So I think ultimately root root issue here is that you're trying to manipulate the boat to get yourself to a position uh, versus utilizing the boat to create speed and speed be what gives you that space and distance before the buoy. And, you know, before we started this, you talked about something about the relationship between the skier's speed and the boat speed. And I really, really like that. So can you walk us through kind of that concept? Yeah. So that's where, excuse me. And again, these two, you know, butt back arms bent, these two, um, you know, these two things, they, they, they absolutely coexist. Right. Uh, but this one is, um, for that, you know, that person who is just classically like, I, I just can't get my hips up, you know, and this, and this person is probably a little bit closer than the previous person we were talking about, you know, because the arms isn't the low hanging fruit, you know, uh, and I can think of just one person in particular, you know, she's um, an amazing skier, you know, skis tournaments, you know, she runs 30 miles an hour, 32 miles an hour. She's like very like great skier, but, but her classic stance was 
just that that typical hips back and and it was such a source of contention for her because you know she's she's running the passes she wants to be running but she'll look at the video and she's like i'm still i have this kind of you know this uh this kind of v or kind of c in my body that i can't get rid of and and so <clears throat> one if you understand what that position is what that hips up position or that stack or that structure if you if you understand it um and and mechanically um, you can find it, meaning like on dry land, you can grab a handle and da, 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 but you, and then again, the next step, if you, if you can find it on the water, meaning, you know, when you're standing to pull out for your gates, if you have this perfect stance, you pull out with a perfect stance, but as soon as you, as soon as you make that first cross course cut, you go into that protective C position and, and where, and then again, like, in, you know, drive your hips up, push your hips up, do all these things like you always, with everything, whenever you're getting coaching or whenever, you know, your buddies are, are, are giving you reminders from the boat, you know, the, the, you always have to ask yourself or ask a coach that you trust, like, why, you know, why, like, and that's what, that's what Michelle did. She's, she's like, like, why, why are my hips back? And, and the further down the course I get, they get, it gets worse and worse and worse. Meaning that if it was a 10 buoy course, it probably, the past probably wouldn't happen. And that, that, can that can often go back to just your relationship with the boat um meaning like this this year in particular you know because when 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 she pulled out for her gates she never she did so in a manner that she was never going faster than the boat right so she'd pull out and she knew she wanted to get nice and wide and she would but as soon as she got to her max width and then stopped pulling and, and started waiting for the course to come to her the, her her speed versus the boat speed was thus that the boat was just creeping ahead of her, creeping ahead of her. And by the time she'd go to, to turn in on her gate, she didn't have enough space to, to get her ski pointed across and assume that, you know, that nice balance, you know, hip to handle position before the load started. So if you're trying to find that position and or trying to create this cross course angle while the load is building on the rope, you don't have the opp- you, you, you know you you do not have the opportunity to to find that nice hip to handle position or that classic hips up or you know that classic stack position. So for a lot of people, again, especially if they understand the position and especially if they if they enter the course in the right position, a lot of people can't find that hips up position just simply because the boat's racing on them the, the entire time. You know, and that's why you know that's why you know rossi and i both will do gates to death and 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 i'm always telling people this we're talking about gates but this has nothing to do with sorry very little to do with the gates themselves this is about about establishing a relationship with the boat that creates maximum opportunity to do what it is you're trying to do one create cross course angle two create as perfect a balance behind the rope as possible so you don't have to cut hard so a lot of these things again like cause and effect don't don't that's why it's frustrating when when you're getting I don't want to say bad coaching but it's frustrating for skiers when 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 they're just getting told like you know I call it like the low hanging fruit your butt's back bud but if if you don't if you can't understand why then then again you're going to you're it's going to be one of those things where hey for the last 15 years my buddies have been telling me to get my butt up you know yep yep no i and you know what i i uh, the thought that just came in my mind uh was actually from a hunting video i watched but they say hmm. you know hunt hunt smarter not harder uh, yes right? the, the benoit yes. the benoit family of the benoit brothers and and i'm a i'm a new england 
deer hunter. So they're, they're kind of legend. They are not kind of, they are fully legendary in what they do, <laughs> but, um, that, that, that's the kind of, that's kind of the point. Um, one thing I wanted to throw in there, you know, people like to have their water speed be the same or slower than the boat on their gates because it feels safe because the line is tight. And, yes. and when the line, when a line is tight, you know, you know, at least where the boat's pull is going to come from. But mm-hmm. if you, but if, if, if it's got you to the point that you're, let's just say, if you're skiing at 32 miles an hour, if you're only going 30, by the time it's time to turn in that, that boat is basically dragging you through a turn. Um, you never, ever get that sensation when you're skiing the course, you're always, you, you develop speed behind the boat and then you come out to the buoy and you have, you usually have more speed than the boat and you're trying to figure out how to make your turn. Um, I wrote an article a long time ago, like I think it was called uh, skiing the invisible line, meaning like think about your ski being having its own propulsion and that you being able to turn just by, by inertia or moving or falling in with your body, you know? So I think that's a really big thing. And then the other thing for, for skiers, if, if, if this, uh, arms bent, hips back is resonating with you, then I'd really like you to go back to season two, episode one, where we talk about, uh, that in spray makers, where we talk about using the handle on a pylon, and just being able to go from a standing position to your leaning position. And, and one thing that you'll see right off the bat is that uh, arms bent skiers start by bending their arms. And mm-hmm. for me, my concept is more um, leave the handle where it is and allow my body to fall into its leaning position and almost catch myself is what I'm is basically what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to catch myself more at the bottom of my lean than I am. Mm-hmm initiating arm bend, initiating that, finding that tightness spot, and then trying to work through, uh, a move where my muscles are already contracted and it's, and it's, it's safe, but it's like, so it's so conservative that you actually leave yourself low on the totem pole of getting any kind of upside in speed. Yeah. So those are just some things that, that popped in my mind while you were talking. So I, I, if I interrupted, I'm sorry, but no, uh, no, 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 no. And, and this is the stuff that I love, you know, because I, you know, like I, I take pride in, 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 in trying to, um, decipher cause and effect. So, and, and that's the, that's the one I love the most when someone comes and they're like, look, you know, just to warn you, I've, you know, I've been trying to get my hips up for 15 years and it's probably not going to happen. That's probably the first thing you're going to tell me. And I'm like, that's, I, I promise you, it's not going to be the first thing I tell you, you know, I'm going to, I, you and I together, we're going to decide why is it that your hips are back? And so, and again, so if, if you are that guy or that girl and, and that is your, your Achilles heel. And, and again, you understand the, the, the feeling of being in a stack position. You can do it on dry land. You can do it while you're skiing behind the boat. You can even pull out on your gates in that manner, then, then you're going to have to address something like the easy thing is the good thing is it's not a mechanical thing, right? It's, it's more of a, it's a broader picture thing. It's going to be more about um, your relationship with the boat. So just, just, you know, start there, even just pull out with more speed and try and make sure you turn in before the boat starts advancing on you. And, and, you know, just see if that just frees you up a little bit, because the more time and space you have to finish that turn before the load starts, the more, obviously, the more time and space you have to get into that balanced position. Because um, what we're looking for is, is what you see when you watch, you know, those 
those skiers that you know leave your jaws on the ground where it, they just seem to have so much time at the buoy you know and that time at the buoy is a result of speed um versus exactly. the guy that pinballs through the course you know and, and we all have those passes where you just the second you get to buoy with you've already got to try and get everything jammed back you know under the rope because things are happening too fast like that's that's a lack of speed for some reason and then you know we've got a gate issue going to that's going to be coming up um shortly this season and 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 that's going to you know that'll just maybe you know or shine a little more light on this this potential problem but there there's the two things right butt back arms bent both of those things you know when you're when you're when it's being um you know when you're being reminded of of your fatal flaws you know if if you're not with someone that can answer the question why then you've got to find someone or listen to you know a podcast like this and you've got to figure out the why because like any other problem in skiing or or in life it's it's not you know it's not um it's not it's not isolated it's not or it's not without um uh, without some sort of measurable drive something's causing it right yep yep it i mean and, and it's it's really important to understand understand that you're doing it, understand that it's, that it's not necessarily your core. It shouldn't be in your core fundamentals. And, um, you know, take, take, take this time early in the season to address and to try to, to try to make it better. Even small incremental changes in this will make huge differences in your scores or your ability to make more turns on the open water or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. So, you know, um, how about, how about walking, walking our listeners through, you know, like, uh, well, number one, I had one, one more quick thing, easy thing to yeah. see when you pull out, if you're a course skier, or even if you're a free skier, when you pull out, you know, and you or edge out or whatever it is, I, I we've, I've already stated, that I don't like the word pull because then it, it assumes that the first mm -hmm. motion that you do is bend your arms and create load. Um, so, but when you're, when you look, when you, when you do your edge out and you're gliding in your gate, if you, if someone were just, just have your buddy video you, if you pull up on the boat and it looks like you're advancing on the boat, that means that you have a little more water speed than the boat has. The moment mm -hmm. that the, just before the moment that you two, you and the boat and your relationship with the, your water speed, just before you match you should be making a, a move into your gate so that you're not waiting for that rope to come tight. If you take a video and you see yourself whip up on the boat, you see yourself advance on the boat, and then you keep videoing and you see yourself falling back, falling back, falling back, falling back, and then turning in, that's what we're talking about where you're slower than the boat, the boat has you, and now it's very hard to make a turn when it's like that. So, yeah. so you're going to have to then bring in these outside, these outside techniques that are just not, they're not there for you, you know? So yes, exactly it. Yes. You're, cause you're not, and again, like you, you're, you are going to slow down, right? I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're going to pull out, you're going to be going faster in the boat. And like Rossi's saying, that's when the climb is, you're going to have that pause. And then after that pause, when, when you start to slow down, you know, because of the friction on the bottom of your ski, what are you doing at that point? You know, and, and if the answer is nothing, I'm still just waiting for the course. And that's, that's the, I mean, that is the start of the problem. And, and, and again, it's, it's, then it's twofold. Like you're trying to make a turn. 
<clears throat> and but your ski is losing support, right? It's starting to sink. Like when people say they feel like they're sinking, well, you literally are. The slower you're going, the less surface tension there is on the water. Your ski literally is sinking. So now it's not going to support movement. It, it's not going to. It's not going to support you as you try and, you know, if you want to say swing your hips into the turn or whatever, lean into the turn. So one, your ability to turn is is diminishing because because your ski is losing its um, ability to support you. And then two, your time and space to finish the turn and get into your hips up, arm straight position, that that time and space is is shrinking on you. So it, it's twofold. You've got less time and space, plus your ski isn't going to support the movement that, that that you're trying to make. And this is like a oh man, I'm excited for the gate episode because this is this is like this is the a, a big precursor to you know to 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 where we're going to go um, in in a couple episodes. But again, just like when so when you're getting advice you know make sure you ask why you, you know or or when you see your buddy skiing and you see his, his you know his butt's back you know instead of telling him to drive his hips up maybe you know pose the question to him why why do you think half of the time your your hips are back and the other half your hips are up you know and if you don't know the answer then try and find a correlation you know like hey you know your hips are always back through the gates but by 5 and 6 you're, you're actually your hips look perfect you know and, and you can start to you know, kind of draw some conclusions if you can see consistently where it is happening or, and where maybe it, it rarely happens. I love it. I love it. It's, it's, it's just, it is that, it is that simple, you know, just, just take a look at yeah. the skiing, step back, realize you've gotten to where you've gotten to at this point because of certain things you've done, but that doesn't mean that those things have to be your go-to moves to start things. You know, it's like, it's like I was thinking about the gate, you know, you, the, some of the things you were talking about earlier in the episode about standing tall, about, you know, being able to move, keep your chest up. You know, if you, you know, when you're, when you're behind the boat, before you even make a move, let's say you get out of the water and now you're outside the wake and you're just getting ready to go. You pull your shorts down, whatever it is, you're getting ready right there. You don't have you, you and the boat are going exactly the same speed. You don't have more speed. So, you know, when you're, that's why I think people's go-to move when they go to start their edge out or their pull out or however you want to, you want to say it, the first thing you'll see is arms bend arms bend, butt back, feel the pressure on the ski and start to go. That's where you and I, that's why we get so excited about gates because it's a free shot at doing things a little bit differently that we can get more out of. Whereas what you and I are talking about is when it's, when you're getting ready to go, I'm, I'm standing there, I'm in a nice tall position, but I'm not all the way tall. I'm just kind of balanced over my ski. My hands feel even pressure. I'm balanced. My butt is underneath my, you know, underneath my body over my feet. And when it's time for me to start my first move, what do I do? I stand up like we talked about earlier. I stand up almost to my tippy toes is the feeling. And then yeah. I think about leaving the handle where it is, allowing my arms to, to feel like they can go to, that they go to straight. And I allow my shoulder, my, if I'm pulling out to the left, I keep my left shoulder up. I don't let it fall down. I keep my left shoulder up. I left my, my body to face the boat. I'm on my tippy toes. And then I just allow my body to fall off the edge of my ski and I'm falling away from the handle. But in that, in that, because I started so structurally, that handle will look like it's very close to my body. I'm not holding it close to my body. I'm actually thinking of moving away from the handle versus the first thing to be, to be done 
you know, pulling my arms in and creating that tension. As soon as you get that tension, you're, you're, you have so much load when you're trying to make all of these moves, some of that pressure has to release. And what that pressure release is in a water skiers move nine times out of 10 is allow the hip to fall back to relieve that pressure. Now we're not in a structurally aligned position. We've added a lot of strain onto that lower, that lower back. And when you look at, you know, through the course of a season, a guy who, a guy or a woman whose arms are bent and hips are back, they are going to chronically have uh, uh, issues with their lower back. So I just think it's really important to think about your structure first, realize that this is not a battle against the boat. It's more mm-hmm. of a position battle and uh, utilizing the boat. Don't, don't start with the idea that you're going to fight the boat. You're, gonna, you're actually going to use the boat to get the speed you need to get to. And then hopefully uh, you can ski into your position so much easier when you have that speed. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, and, you know, um, and just keep in mind, like these two problems, you know, one, they're, they're, they're intertwined Two, there is an absolute cause, you know, you're not just arbitrarily, um, you know, making these mistakes, these, these two common mistakes and, and, and just keep in mind, like it, it is, it's not a contortionist move. You, you are, what, what we're asking of you, what you're asking of yourself to find this balanced position is actually the most natural position you can be in. And, and just the last thing for me on this one is, you know, someone tells me, I just can't, I just can't get my hips up. You know, I just don't think I'm strong enough. And I'll just remind them, I'll, you know, just, just stand up, put equal weight, excuse me, put equal weight on both feet, stand up with, with, with good posture. You know, obviously anyone, you know, not anyone, but obviously, you know, most water skiers could do this. And then it's, then there it is. Boom that's hips up. So it's not driving your hips forward. It's not finding this, this contorted position. It's the most comfortable, um, structurally, um, strong position that you stand in, you know? So, um, it's easier than you think. Just make sure, you know, you just may have to identify some, some root causes to begin with. Hey Trent, where's one place that every skier can practice this, this edge out? with no, with no, uh, worries about, you yes. know, it going wrong at the yes, end, of, at, the, at the end, end of the end lake, of the lake. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the lake, when you want to pull out perfect. and you want to, yep. And you want to, you want to take a break or you want to stop. That's your chance. You don't have anything in front of you. I mean, that's why we, that's what, that's the other reason why we hammer gate so much is just that it's a free shot every time to do things better. And then at the end of the lake, why is it that you're going to bend your arms, push your feet and struggle to pull out? Why don't you think about this? Stand up tall, really, you know, relax your hands, allow your body to fall off the edge, feel, feel your connection and just edge out. You know, that's that. These are the small little tidbits that we throw in there that they seem kind of like, what are they? What are these guys talking about? Why do they keep talking about the end of the lake? Why do they keep talking about the Man. pullout when I'm going to stop? You know, everyone, so, and, and it's and across the board, everyone pulls out at when they like, you know, swing out on the driver's side, which is typical when they stop at the end of the lake, when they cut out to to stop at the end of the lake, everyone does it in, in, in their most um, familiar fallback position so what i mean guys that have it you know skiers that have it right in the course they pull out with just this this graceful balanced um power 
and people that have trouble finding that position, like your classic, you know, elbows in guy or girl pulls out in the exact same manner. So yes, good point. I, I, I was going to overlook that. Make sure it's perfect there. That's your chance every single time. Gate pull out. And when you pull out at the end of the lake. <laughs> 